0: What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond, You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day. Free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. The only daily Trailblazers podcast. So make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen every single day. It's Locked on Blazers, your first team every day. Today's show, we're talking about the Blazers' loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, They played pretty well when it looked like that things were going to head south on them. We'll talk about that game, their comeback attempt in the fourth quarter that came up just short. I want to talk about what we know about this team seven games in. They've wrapped up a homestand. They've wrapped up the first chunk of their schedule and a homestand. They're five and two. They're heading out on the road for six games in nine days away from Portland. And we will look ahead to that road trip to close the show. But first, let's do what we do the fastest recap in the West. The Blazers lose 111 106 to the Memphis Grizzlies at the Modus Center. They were down early, 30-23 to 23 after one, but they hung in the game, hung in the game, down 52-45 at, at halftime. Yusuf Nurkic, 15 points in the first half. He was excellent, 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 excellent. Kept the Blazers in it, and in it, it they remained. Uh, down 78-72 after three, just a six-point game heading in the fourth quarter. Then things got a little gnarly. Uh, Memphis hit threes on their first three possessions. Blazers went scoreless, and all of a sudden, a six-point lead, swelled to 15 in about 90 seconds. It went up to—it it got as high as 17 with 8.50 left in this game. The Blazers were down 94-77, and it looked like that was that. You know, um, no Damian Lord in this game. They just—the offense hadn't been clicking. They hadn't gotten there, and it was like, you know what? They They were in it for three quarters. Things are going to slip away, but not so fast. My friend, Uh, Blazers rip off a 21-4, or if you want to slice it another way, 19-2. But from down 17 on two separate occasions to tied at 96. 19-2, capped by back-to-back Amphrey Simons three-pointers. Dude was great in the fourth quarter. From a fifty mark to the 3.39 mark, the Blazers erase a 17-point deficit and give themselves a chance in the final four minutes tied at 96. Tied two more times. Tied at 98 and then again at 100 following two Amphrey Simons free throws. But Desmond Bain hit a runner. Simons missed a mid-range pull-up from the right elbow. Desmond Bain split a pair of free throws. The Blazers down three and hustling with a chance. They hit it ahead early, and Jeremy Grant gets called for a travel. Somehow his fourth travel in this game. He was called for Jeremy Grant, not the Blazers. Jeremy Grant himself was called for four travels in this game. His fourth one with 45 seconds left in this game. Gave the ball back to Memphis. Blazers foul on a NERC reach-in. Desmond Bain coming around a... Offensive rebound, Desmond Bain, they reset. Desmond Bain comes around a pick, and Yusuf Nurkic reaches, gets called for a foul. I, from my vantage point, it was it was certainly a foul, although I think some people really wanted the Blazers a challenge, and it's uh, reasonable to do so. Desmond Bain hits five, five, he hits two free throws, and a three-point lead becomes five with 40 seconds left, and the Blazers turn the ball over coming out of a timeout, and that was that. That's how you lose 111-106. That's your fastest recap in the West. Some impressive performances tonight. For my for my money, the uh, impressive performance, the most impressive impressive performance of the night goes to Ampry Simons. That don't impress me much. And look. Th- I know that Shania Twain is not impressed. I, I get it. Shania Twain's not impressed that Amphrey Simon's finished with 31 points and eight assists, and that he had 14 points and three assists in the fourth quarter alone to bring the Blazers back. Shania Twain doesn't care about that. She does not care about that. Uh, this w- it would have been Nurk. Like this was going to be Nurk through three quarters. He went scoreless in the fourth, though. Um, he was great. He kept the Blazers in it. He would have. He would have um, won the Shania Twain impressive performance of the night. But he. He just didn't. He was he was good on defense in the fourth quarter. but came up, came up with some big stops, challenging uh, job vertically around the rim, and I thought he, he did a good job of cleaning up the defensive glass for the most part, except for a crucial rebound late. But th- the difference in scoreless in the fourth quarter and 14 in the fourth quarter during the comeback, it goes to Ants. Uh, certainly could have gone to New York. Finished with 23 points, 13 boards, and four assists. Jeremy Grant added 23, five, and three dimes Uh, Blazers got a huge night from Keon Johnson the best game he's ever played as a Blazer I know he's had better statistical games but played down the stretch guarded John Morant missed a three pointer late when the game was tied that would have given the Blazers the lead really clean look from the corner just missed it it happens Uh, you know you obviously you want him to hit it but like um that's kind of the nature of this thing he was really good had a huge spinning layup um you know cutting from the right wing getting into the paint spins back to his right hand because he's so quick and he loves that spin move um Keon was great finished with 10 points five boards three assists um in his 18 minutes he he was he he earned the right to play in this game. Uh, The Blazers had been mostly closing with Justice Winslow in those minutes. Um, Mostly, I mean, the one other game that they had to make a decision without Damon Lode in the game. It was Justice who closed in the final five minutes. Tonight it was Keon. I I think in some ways it speaks to the Blazers' depth that – that they get to have those choices uh, on the grizzly side desmond bain was nuts had 20 in the fourth quarter finished with 29 he was like kind of struggling and then he almost had a 30 point game john Murray at 20 points nine boards seven assists um 11 from Santi Aldama, who I thought was really good early and then kind of cooled off. 14-11 from Steven Adams, who was just insanely physical. And 10 points from John Concar and David Roddy off the bench. I should have mentioned this from Yusuf Nurkic. Career high. Three made three-pointers. Went three for three... Excuse me. Yeah. 3 for 3 from deep and he did the MJ shrug like the if you're familiar, the MJ shrug <laughs> after he made his third three-pointer. Incredible. Truly truly incredible. Nurk was really good. Ant was just fantastic when the when the game was there. I I, I when the game needed to be won, when the game was there for the taking. Ant, Ant made sure they had a chance to go ahead and take it and his back-to-back threes were massive buckets that really um got the got the crowd going, but they wouldn't have been in that position without Nurk and through the first three quarters. Um, Just one of those nights where it's tough to choose the uh, Shania Twain impressive performance of the night. I I think this was a frustrating loss. Like, for sure, if you're a Blazer fan, frustrating loss because they left some stuff on the table. Um... They turned the ball over twenty times. They started the game down twelve-two, and then they gave up a, a bad run at the end, beginning of the first fourth quarter to you know dig themselves a hole and had to come back. And Chauncey Billups cited the uh, close to the first quarter as just another sort of just messy stretch when they couldn't score and were giving up easy buckets when they should have been a little bit closer. Like they had some they had some issues in this one. But they're down seventeen. And they came back and had a chance to win it. I feel like there's some real positives from real legitimate positives from this game. Keon's Keon's performance is a positive doing this against the Grizzlies who, you know, had lost two in a row to Utah and really needed a win. Um, Like they doing this without Damian Lillard, the way that their offense looked through three quarters and then finding it, getting it going and getting, you know, once Ant has just had these runs this year where he, he gets on a heater and he's really good. And he got on a heater in the fourth quarter and was really good. Like, I think it would be better to be six and one. I'm not, I'm not confused about how this works, right? Like um, having two losses is worse and losing any game is worse. And then all of, you know, and like falling down set, falling behind 17 is worse, but like, this was a gritty performance and when they needed to be gritty they were they were like it's like okay we got to lock in we got to get some stops they got some stops over four and a half crucial minutes to get themselves back in the game and then it literally just came down to like a Keon johnson miss three and a a shuffle of his feet from jeremy grant and like this is a one possession game with 40 seconds left um blazers even might have been leading like in a one possession game with 40 seconds left it was it was the margins were really thin i I came away feeling good about this team, and it made me think about what we've seen through the first seven games. That's what I want to talk about in the second segment. Like we we got a sense of what of what this team is like, and that's what I want to talk about. Is is, is my sense of this team through the first seven before they head out on the road? That's what we'll do in the second segment. But first, let me tell you about prize. Picks. Look, I, I enjoy playing Price Picks. Um, I uh, I get after it on, my, on the app, but you can also go to PricePicks.com. And how it works is you choose between two and five players, and if they go higher or lower than the Price Picks projection, you can win up to ten times on every single entry. So we're talking points, rebounds, assists, steals, those stats if you're playing the NBA, but they've also got Everything, that's the NFL, MLB, NHL, you can do it for the PGA when it's in season, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, you name it, they got it. And the best part is you're not you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the prize picks projections. Entries can be made fast, under 60 seconds to pick a ballot on the prize picks app and, and get your money quickly with safe and fast withdrawals. Currently, it's operational in 30 states and Canada. That includes Oregon. So if you're a local listener to hear to Lockdown Blazers, you can get on PrizePix. I, I play it pretty regularly. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, bucks, they're giving you a hundred bucks. You deposit 50 bucks. They're giving you 50 bucks. Don't forget to enter that promo code at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. That's prize picks. Daily fantasy made easy. Oh, right. So the blazers are sitting here at five and two after a frustrating loss. Anytime you lose a team that has Dylan Brooks on, on the employee. You're going to be frustrated. Um, Dude's a villain, and he's good at it. Uh, Blazers had this game right there; it was in the balance right there, final three minutes, and they lost. Frustrating game, but I I think this game illustrates why I am I feel pretty pretty darn good about where this team is at. Uh, earlier this week, I did a whole sort of statistical breakdown. This was on Tuesday's show of like, you know, where they're at in the defensive rankings, and and their among the league leaders in transition frequency. They get to the free throw line a whole bunch. They keep, you know, they're a low foul team, all of these things. Like, that's the stats breakdown. I just have good vibes about this team. Like, their vibes are just better than they've been. And I I know that that's kind of an amorphous feeling. But last year, in so many games, in so many games, Blazers would be, you know, down 7, swells to 13, Ugh, swells to 16, swells to 19, and they're done. That game was over and they had no chance to come back. And, like, I don't want to paint a comeback loss as this, like, triumph of spirit. But this really speaks to who they are this year. They're grittier, they're tougher, they they stay in the boat through the rapids, like, they do not bail out of the canoe. Um, they're just, what we've seen from them and what we saw from them on Wednesday evening was a team that is just tougher, like, like, tougher in every sense of the word they're tougher in their physicality they play more physical um I talked to Taylor or I asked Taylor Jenkins like what he's seen that's the Memphis Grizzlies head coach before the game what he's seen differently and he said like this team just is is more more on it and more aggressive defensively than they were a season ago. Their, their rotations are sharper. Their physicality is better. Like they're just, they're just, they get after it in that sense. They're tougher, right? Like you, you feel them and they're tougher, but they also just don't, they don't have a, they had a quit last year. And I think some of that was just the, the bad vibes around the team. I think some of that was this certain veterans on the roster last year. Didn't jive with the coaching staff. The, Creating a basketball team in the NBA is an inexact and uncertain science, but this this year's group buys into it. Um, Jeremy Grant fits what they want to do. J- Josh Hart fits what they want to do. I think Yusuf Nurkic just had back-to-back really nice games. Uh, every time he's taken a step forward, uh, you know, you get good minutes from Keon, you get good minutes from Justice Winslow. Uh Shaden Sharps, you know, he's he's a teenager. He's gonna have his ups and downs. Tonight was a down game for him. But like he's showed flashes of of being there. And even in this game where he was not very good, still had a nice block in the first half where it's like, yeah, this is a dude who who like gets the plan, gets the memo. You're not going to get cheated. If you watch this Blazers team, they are not going to they you they are just going to play hard enough that they're going to be in games and to be in games to, you know, handle the rockets without Damon Lord. Obviously that game was close in the final four minutes. Like they had to go win it. Um, but like, they handled them. They they never they never fell behind in that game and had to scramble back. They didn't give the Rockets life. Sure, it was a four-point game with 6 minutes left, but like they made sure that it was not in the balance in the final, you know, minute there. They when they needed to make plays, they went ahead and made them. And then against the Grizzlies, coming crawling back with from down 17 without Damian Lillard, it was really 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 showed me something. Really made me think think like, you know what? this team is so much different than they were a year ago. This is just a, obviously the roster is pretty different, right? Like, but it just, everything about this team is just different. They aren't, you are as a viewer. If you tune every tune in every night, you are going to see a team that is going to keep themselves in it because they do the right things through the first three quarters. The Blazers offense was bad. Like it was not good. Um, Nurk kept them afloat by hitting some three pointers, but like they just, they didn't have it. Um, they were, they were, by that point, Jeremy Grant had already been called for three travels. Every Simons was, you know, he had, he had 11 through, um, or excuse me, he had, you know, he had 17, he had a nice, a nice third, but like he, he was not, he was not as hot as he can be and was not efficient from the, from the field until he really got going in the, in the first quarter. Like this wasn't. This wasn't the night that they were special on offense. And they've had some stinkers on offense already this year where it's just like moments as opposed to games. But they, they're still like a pretty darn good offensive team because they shoot free throws and get out and get, get out and run. But like there's moments when you just see their half-court offenses struggles a little bit. and But they aren't going to cheat themselves with by or cheat you, the viewer, just by like, eh, well, the offense isn't there. We're out, you know? Oh, we gave up three threes in the opening minute of the fourth quarter. We're out. Like, gotta go. They're just going to bring it. They're going to give it a chance. They're going to give you it. give you, give themselves a fighting chance and give you a chance to, to be entertained by them. Like there's, there's a lot of, no, I'm a numbers person, right? Like I, I, I strongly believe in the numbers and I did a whole darn episode about it. So I'm kind of avoiding doing it here. Just like banging you over the head with small sample size numbers. But like this team, this team makes sense. The roster makes sense. Um, I think they're a little shallow talent-wise, but being able to put Keon Johnson in that in the mix as your other two-guard and close games with another really good athlete who gets after and competes defensively, replacing Justice Winslow in that closing lineup, who's a good athlete and competes and gets after it defensively, who are both playing ahead of Gary Payton II, who's injured and is a good athlete who gets after it defensively. Like The roster just makes sense. It just makes sense. They got options, um, and they got the right type of spirit like they play with the right type of spirit they absolutely do like they um they have not always been tough they have not always been the previous iterations haven't been tough and i don't mean physical when i say that i mean like okay we're in trouble let's let's ba- let's give ourselves a fighting chance the fighting spirit uh to quote a beer commercial with uh, a certain point guard from oakland uh he never would have made the varsity team uh but like before, the toughness emanated from Dame. Right, he was the guy who 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 you know inflated the balloon. Right, like it was like he he was going to be, um, he was going to say, "Come on, get on my back, let's go." And and that's the guy who would bring them back. He was it. And if it wasn't Dame, it, it really was like he had to jumpstart him. To see them to see them do this against Memphis to be to to be able to say, young Anthony Simons. A twenty-three-year-old, let's ride. Um, to quote a corny quarterback, I'm quoting everything dumb right now. I've watched too much TV recently, but like Ant says, Let's go, I'm ready, I'm ready. And and they were with him and the defense was there and they locked in, and then when they needed to get stops, they gave themselves a chance to do it. This was a a tougher, grittier group than they've been. And I think through seven games, we can say with confidence we're ten percent all the way through the season, not quite, eight and some change percent through the way through the season. It's still very early, but this team has the the makings of a team that is actually tough and toughness matters and that's going to carry them in to this road trip six games nine days starting friday evening let's talk about what the road trip ahead for your portland trailblazers join me in the third segment won't you still a pass first point guard i'm still mike richmond and you're still listening to locked on blazers a homestand that showed us this team's gritty, this team's tough, this team will not let go of the rope. I know I used the canoe analogy earlier, but now we're using the rope analogy. It's um, This is what happens when you record after 11 p.m. All the analogies come out. This group is tough, but they're going to get tested over the next six games. They go on the road and play Phoenix on Friday night, then have a back-to-back and play Phoenix on Saturday. They play Miami on Monday, then a back-to-back... Uh, Wednesday, Thursday against Charlotte and New Orleans, and they have a day off and close out at Dallas. Six games, nine days. It keeps on a coming. It is unforgiving. Like a couple of days off, uh, and they come back and play two more the following week at home. A couple more following week at home. Six six games is a long road trip. The Blazers have three such games, three such road trips this season. Excuse me, the only team in the league with six road trips six, three, six game road trips. Uh, two other teams have two. It's, it is, it's just a geographic thing to some extent. Um, the Blazers are in a, the geographic footprint. They're not even playing any Northwest division teams in this except for, or aren't at all. Excuse me. Like, so it isn't a weird geographic footprint thing here, but like just in general, they're going to travel a bunch because they're far away. You know, Sacramento's five or 600 miles away. Denver's not close. Minneapolis, not close. Like It's far, it's far to play the next team. They're going to, they're going to travel a lot. Six games, road trips are a way to prevent sort of the overall back and forth travel. Stay out longer. So you don't come back. Like I, I understand why the league is doing it, but this is, that's a challenge. That's a long time on the road and say, you know, two back to backs in there to pile it up. What does a successful road trip look like? I think for me, it's three and three. If the Blazers come back at, come back at eight and two or eight and five, rather you say, great, keep it moving better than 3 and 3 is a massive success. I don't think I don't think 2 and 4 is a is a like a panic mode by any means. Um but it's you know four losses on this in the 9-day stretch you're going to you're going to feel it as a fan like that's a lot. I think 3 and 3 though like if you split these that's great. I will say this the back to back games against the suns are both winnable. Phoenix is balling right now. They're good. Like they they're just a good basketball team. But they're missing DeAndre Ayton uh and w- without DeAndre Ayton they're not as they're just not as good as they've been. I I don't even mean that like in a I don't mean to be breaking news here but like you know, Jock Lawndale and, and Bismack Biombo aren't as good, but they just, they just beat the Timberwolves in a game where they were just straight up better than them. And their size didn't matter against it. Their lack of center options didn't matter against a team that's gigantic. Um, but, uh, those back-to-backs hard to win twice, just like anecdotally hard to, hard to beat, hard to beat the same team twice. And those back-to-backs, those little series, um, I, I think you can split those games, Miami, you know, the Blazers got house by Miami in the game that the Blazers or game that Dame got hurt rather but that's that's a winnable game. Miami is not not significant. They're not they are not rolling yet. Um they're not rolling yet. Miami is capable of get of being really good, but Kyle Lowry has struggled the game he didn't struggle is basically basically against the Blazers where he shot it really well. Um he has mostly struggled this year. That is a tough game for, to be sure on the road against a team that really gets after it defensively and has uh, has capability to shoot themselves right on through any game with the way Max and at all, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero can really get it going if they shoot it. But like winnable game because Miami is not firing on all cylinders like they have been um, typically at this time. Charlotte's not a good team. That's a, that's like a close close to a, there's no such thing as a must win during the regular season, but there's definitely a should win. <laughs> And the Charlotte game is a should win. It's the first night of a back to back. Then you go to New Orleans. Then you go to Dallas. Those are two really good teams. Those are two really good teams. Um, New Orleans has it's, they've kind of been up and down, uh, and they had some health stuff. Uh, Brandon Ingram still not uh, cleared from the concussion. Like it's um, you know they'll they'll <laughs> I think if they're healthy, that New Orleans is 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 really really good. Um, but they just haven't been, and if. If they're not, they're beatable. Um, they got good depth. They got um, obviously a superstar in Zion Williams that are You're familiar with CJ McCollum. New Orleans can be very good um, when they're good, but their lows have been relatively low. Um, they're they're that is a tough game on the second night of a back to back. That to me, that one that's like if you're just circling, it's like first three you could win any of those first three. Although it's unlikely you beat the Suns twice at home, so you're probably looking at a split heading into Miami, right? Miami is an imminently winnable game against a tough team. Charlotte, you have to win. So right there, you could be at three wins if you beat Miami, but New Orleans seems like a loss. Like if you're just penciling it out, second night of a back-to-back five out of your sixth game, sixth game on the road, long night, long, long, long trip rather. And then Dallas to end a road trip. Dallas good. Um, <laughs> like again, another team who hasn't come out as hot as, as maybe we thought, but like, Good and capable of beating anybody that good. Um, You know, MVP candidate, and if they ever figure out what to do with their starting center spot, they're going to be trouble. Uh, That's a tough one. Just end of the road trip, a tough place to play against a good basketball team. Every. Somehow every Mavs Blazers game in the non-tanking era has been pretty darn competitive. Um, they've been really fun recently, so it should be a really fun game, but that's that's a tough one. That just makes the Charlotte game and winning one of those Suns games incredibly important. You split, you split with the Suns, you win Charlotte, you just have to find a win out of Miami, uh, New Orleans, and Dallas. you got to find one win out of those three. You split the trip, you come back 8-5, and five, that's the ticket then you're home free. That's how you do it. This team has shown that they're gritty enough to do that, but a long road trip is a test of that grit. It is a test of how t- together you are. I mean, the Blazers key the Blazers like buzzword this year and like even some of my media members are falling into this trap and asking them about connectivity. Just let them bring up the buzzword on their own. You don't need to you don't need to sh- uh, help them. They'll f- they'll find it they know how to hit the they know how to hit the word of the day uh, the, the word the, the word of the year for the blazers that they want to be connected and the way you show that is you play together on the road away from home like you or you you stay with the plan you stay connected to the to, to the game plan on each individual night you do not stray beyond that game and you figure out a way to come back 3 and 3 or better on a six game roadie Tomorrow's show, we're going to preview those Suns games, talk a little bit more about uh, about those matchups with Phoenix. That should be a whole bunch of fun. We all, I also got a couple stats. Fun stats, look-aheads, prepared. So tell your friends about the show. Five days a week, available wherever you get podcasts. Make it your first listen every day. Why don't you make your second listen Locked On Sports Day? It's a 22-minute program hosted by Peter Bukowski, getting you caught up on all of the biggest stories across all of the major sports leagues. So whatever it is, if you didn't have time to watch it, you can get caught up really quickly. There's too much sports on TV, but y'all can make time to watch, Locked or watch or listen to Locked on Sports today, available wherever you get podcasts. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.